Hello, and welcome to another episode of Go Teach. I am Val Hill Jackson, the Principal Investigator and Co-Executive Director of Brazos Valley Teach. I'm here today with our guest, Ms. Monica Oliver with the Texas Association of Future Educators, or TAFI for short. Monica is the State Program Director, and we're going to have a great conversation today. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for having me here today. I'm excited to talk to you today about TAFI. We appreciate your time. You know, let's get started with maybe a, a little bit about yourself, Monica. Share a little bit of background and maybe a, a, a nice special story so we can get to know you. Sure. So um, I actually uh, graduated from Texas Tech University in 2007 with a degree in um, Family Consumer Sciences Education. Um, and I taught at Round Rock High School for 15 years, and I was fortunate enough to find my passion for advising and guiding and mentoring, not just new teachers, but veteran teachers and um, mentoring them along their path. Um, and I did that and found that through um, teaching education and training courses and sponsoring um, a chapter at of Texas Association of Future Educators. Um, I come from, it's kind of funny to kind of be reflective and be in this role now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because I come from a family of educators and I did not want to be a teacher. Um, so I wanted to stay away from being a teacher. Um, my uncle and my aunt, um, not only our administrators, but our professors um, at, you know, my, my aunt was a professor at Baylor University for a while. So um, just lots of cousins and things. And um, I just realized when my mom was, uh, my mom didn't get her, earn her college degree until I was in high school. Right. Um, and she did that through human resources at St. Edwards University. And she would talk to me about these classes. Um, and they were all about people and connecting with people and how people think and do when they're working. And I just realized I have this passion to help people mm -hmm. and I needed something to to kind of give me an outlet in doing that. And that was teaching. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit about me and why I got into education and how I ended up into this role as the program director for Taffy. <laughs> well, it sounds like education was your destiny for sure. I think so. It's <laughs> kind of funny. I, I didn't think so at the time, but it is. And it wasn't until student teaching really that I just fell in love with it. So, well, well, glad you made that decision. Let's talk about Taffy. Can you talk to us about sort of the mission and the vision of the Taffy organization and how it got started? Sure. So we're um, an organization founded by the Texas Association of Secondary School Principals, um, and we were founded in 1984. Um, and they um, have a board of directors who kind of govern TASSP. Um, and they realized that eventually there was going to be a teacher shortage. And right. how do we address teacher shortage? And so um, having an opportunity for students um, to explore um, education as a career choice is is really what they needed, and they needed to connect with those high school kids right before they go off into college and declare a major. Mm -hmm. um, and so Taffy was founded, and so that's really what we were there for. Is we just kind of give the students the opportunity to explore um, education as a career choice, not only teaching but all the roles that support a school district, right? So counselors. Um, uh, paraprofessionals, right. administrators, um, that kind of thing. And so um, we're just there. And not only that, but um, service and allowing students to grow in their leadership abilities as well. Um, anywhere from middle school 
all the way up to the collegiate level. Wow. Sounds like um, that this vision that happened uh, almost 40 years ago now, yes. um, they really had foresight into sort of predicting this this real need with the teacher shortage. But before we dive into a conversation about the teacher shortage, can you talk to, to us about sort of how TAFI sort of happens in terms of those education and training classes? Because there are a lot of these education and training classes on the books mm-hmm. through what are called the uh, career and technical education program. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, so we are fortunate um, to be one of uh, an organization in Texas or across the nation called uh, CTSO, which is a career and technical student organization. Um, and so TAFI uh, is a program that can be run what we call co-curricular, mm-hmm. um, meaning that all of our contests and our competitions that students can compete in align with a or a standard that is in um, the education training pathway. And okay. So they're allowed to, um, for example, um, lesson plan and delivery is one of our competitions. And so students uh, would write a lesson plan, then teach it mm-hmm. um, at a local field site school, whether that's middle school or elementary, and then film themselves teaching it and then reflect back on the process, what went well, what didn't go well, what I do differently. And so when they come to competition, they're showing, here's my lesson plan, here's here's my, here's my what went well, here's not. And it's a whole reflection process so they can get uh, gain better skills of being an educator. You know, I I imagine that folks listening um, to us right now, Monica, are thinking, what? Competitions? Um, So these are courses that are already on the books with Texas high school. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about those courses and how these competitions happen at at different levels? Yes. Talk about that. I can. The education and training courses, um, there are principles of education and training, human growth and development, Mm -hmm. child development, instructional practices, and practicum in education and training. And so students at the high school level take those courses um, one a year um, and earn credits, and they use those courses to learn the foundations in education as well as what skills are necessary to be a quality educator. Okay. Um, And we provide competitions that align and help them teach those those concepts. Um, and those skills. So um, our students, our high school chapter teacher that has um, a Taffy chapter um, would take their kids to our area conference. So Mm -hmm. the Brazos Valley area is our area five. And so our area five conference um, would happen and those students would create a project um, that outlines those skills um, and then go to area conference and compete against other students within the Brazos Valley area. Mm-hmm. Um, if they advance and qualify, they compete at our state level. So now they're competing against kids in the same event across the state of Texas. Right. So over 2,000 students um, essentially attend our state conference. Um, from that level, if they it, they still master those skills, they qualify again, they compete at the national level against um, other states who offer the same competitions. It's three levels of areas that they're getting feedback from um, college professors, retired teachers, um, and counselors and other teachers across, not just from their area or their school district, but across the nation. And that's valuable skills they can take and then use um, each year and then eventually till they become an educator because we don't know what one piece of information or feedback a student's right. going to get and latch on to. Right. Monica, earlier you were uh, sharing a story about your mom and certain courses she was taking, how passionate she was and how 
folks like your mom really encourage you to go into the field of education. And I'm thinking about those education and training classes that are on the books mm -hmm. that not a lot of folks are aware of because they're a great sort of on-ramp, if you will, for folks who may be trying to explore, our young people who want to explore the field of education. But I like what you said earlier, that it takes a special kind of teacher leader to be in those courses. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've had some experience interacting with many uh, teacher leaders, I imagine. And what are those characteristics that you think sort of stand out that um, our teacher leaders need to have so that we can onboard more <laughs> high school students to those courses? Um, I think it's um, a combination of being vulnerable um, and and to show students the realistic side while not deterring them. And that's a really fine balance because, you know, since COVID, there's been a lot of things that have um, uh, pitfalls of teaching that have been heightened right. or that we see. Right. Um, and so sometimes it's letting kids know it's, it's a struggle. It really is. Um, and we, you know, there's areas of improvement in our public education system and that's just across the board. But um, to let students know, yeah, it's a hard job, but I love it because, mm. um, or yes, today was difficult, but you made it better because. Mm. Um, and I think that that's um, a big thing. Um, I, you know, was fortunate to teach these courses for many years. And I think it's intimidating because you are teaching future teachers while not allowing them to grow their teacher personality while not implementing your own teacher personality sure. onto them. Sure. Um, and so it's, it's, um, it's just one of those things that it's just a really fine balance of, you know, really good communication skills and being vulnerable, um, and, you know, realistic expectations and teaching them here's a real good work-life balance when mm -hmm. you're a teacher, mm -hmm. um, and sharing those highs and, with you know, with reason, sharing those lows because they need to know that mm -hmm. um, it prepares them for what they're going to experience if they choose to follow the path. Yeah, and if they choose to follow the path, uh, having those opportunities in high school really helps them sort of I figure out if if this is the field for them, yes. right? Because you know, at, on the other end of that, I I'm at the university and I see folks who come into education and they figure out somewhere along around, you know, semester 4 or 5 that <laughs> maybe this isn't for me. But if they get that experience, right? Yes. In high school, they can really sort of figure it out earlier on, yes. right? Yeah, really. Those courses are a fantastic opportunity because they're lab-based. And so, for example, Principles of Education and Training has a lab component. Most mm -hmm. teachers um, might pair up with an elementary school and do, like, take their students to volunteer at field day, for example. And that's the first time kids, you know, who've thought since elementary school, oh, I want to be a teacher. That's the first time they're working with kids and they will instantly know, yes, this is for me or no, it's not for me. Um, and giving them that exposure as soon as possible in high school is essential because you're right. A lot of times it's not until they're in college that they get that first experience with a runny nose and they're like, oh, <laughs> I don't want to deal with this every day. Um, but Varying it up because that um, those instructional practices and practicum allow for them to explore different grade levels um, and they can find out, oh, middle school is what I love right. and I want to teach a middle schooler or no, I don't want to deal with the hormones. I'd rather teach, mm -hmm. you know, third grade um, that there's just a lot that they can experience at a at that level where it's safe um, and saves them money because they don't end up in university and stuck. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yes. It's a great sort of apprenticeship model to yes. figure it out early. Yes. Uh, let's talk about, if you will, um, this uh, real phenomenon that we're we're uh, looking at right now, the, the teacher shortage. It looks like the folks um, at TASSP mm -hmm. figured that out 40 years ago <laughs> that we were going to be in this situation, right? So um, what have you heard about the teacher shortage and how is it that Taffy is helping us to think this through? So um, lots of talk about teacher shortage, you know, um, and teacher burnout and the percentage of how many teachers um, burn out within the first five years. Mm -hmm. And it, 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 you're right, it is something we've heard about for a long time. Um, and it's kind of heightened right now. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that partly... And while some people might say, oh, we'll just throw money at it, give teachers more, give teachers more money, that's not going to solve right. um, a lot of the morale. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is morale. And I think a lot of it um, goes back to an administration. Mm -hmm. um, I think we might see some changes come through with some systems put in place at schools as we see, um, you know, administrators having to teach classes and seeing what teachers are going through every day and seeing, oh, that extra piece of paperwork wasn't necessarily needed, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and allowing them to, we need to get back to the root of just let a teacher teach um, versus all of the extra add-ons that get added on sometimes um, because it, it it hinders teachers from having a good work-life balance. Exactly. Um, but Taffy while while we do have this teacher shortage, um, we are trying to bring um, encouragement and excitement into what teaching is by highlighting um, how you can show appreciation for the people that help you in your in your school, like um, like counselors or administrators or administrative assistants or your custodial staff, and how it really does take an entire team mm. to educate a student, mm. right? It's not just the teacher in the classroom. It's how clean is your school? How well does your librarian work for your for your students, right? So, um, and showing students that sometimes it takes a, a different path to get into the classroom. Right. Um, and that there's lots of possibilities. Um, and changing the image of what education is and being a teacher is. Um, you know, I see a lot and I talk to a lot of different people across the state of Texas about the teacher shortage and you know, teachers are the worst sellers mm. of being going into education. You know, a lot of times I would hear stories from my field site uh, students saying, well, my field site teacher said I shouldn't go into teaching. Mm. And I'd say, well, why do you think they said that? Well, today they just had a really hard day. Okay. Right. You see maybe that, right. that sometimes it just feels like, oh, I, should have, I shouldn't have done this. But also then having a conversation with that teacher, you love your job, right? Oh, I do. Today was just a bad day. Okay. So you have to be aware that sometimes we discourage people from going into it because we, we, we struggle with it sometimes, right. but that's in every job. Every, um, job. every single job has mm -hmm. its struggles. Um, and it's just highlighting those things that, yeah, teachers can, teachers make a difference, teachers make an impact. And I think the first time a student, and that's what Taffy does is with our competitions because they go and they work with kids. The first time a kid says, I love you and, or you made a difference today, I think is what a lot of my students would come back. Oh, they get, they drew this picture for me or they gave me this. And it just made that connection instant for them that they, they want to repeat um, that connection with another student and know they had a lasting impact. And I think as teachers, we need to share those stories more. Um, we tend to be silent troopers and just kind of trug on and say, it'll get better the next day. Um, I, you know, used to tell my students, keep a um, file in your desk called a feel goods folder <laughs> and any email, any card, any letter, any note you ever get, just put it in that. 
And then the day you have a bad day, pull it out and review it because you made a difference at some point and you will make a difference tomorrow. Today just may be rough. Oh, I, I, yeah, we all should keep that file, shouldn't <laughs> <Yes>. we? <laughs> Listen, you know, when you think about the teacher shortage, uh, we need all hands on deck. Yes. You know, we need um, short-term, mid-term, long-term solutions. Where does Taffy fit into that? We are starting with our middle schoolers um, and having middle schools create chapters okay. of Taffy so we can catch that seventh and eighth grader that still has an interest, right, before they get into high school and get bogged down with taking a, a star test, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, how do we capture that excitement still? Um, and then helping them and coaching them with skills and practical application skills throughout high school, but then at the college level, um, because we do have an offshoot of collegiate chapters. And okay. so that's still um, providing that support, providing that practical um, uh, experience, um, as well as connection. A lot of times kids feel like they're the only one that wants to do something, but when they work and they're with 25 other high schoolers at just their school that just love being a teacher and want to be a teacher, they get excited because they're like, oh, there's other people that like it too. And then when they go to an area conference and there's, you know, 350 kids at it that love being a, you know, want to be a teacher or explore it. And then they go to the state and then national level where they just, they're just convening together as groups continues that excitement and they learn um, and they start to build those connections with people across not only in their area, but across the state and then across the nation. So mm, appreciate that. You know, I, I often think that Taffy is the best kept secret when it comes yes. to thinking about um, long-term solutions for the teaching force. Um, and I think a lot of folks are like me where we sort of don't understand sort of the connection between uh, for example, Taffy and Educators Rising and PDK. Can you talk a little bit about your, your genealogy there? Yes. Um, so like I mentioned earlier, we were founded by TASSP back in 1984. And so um, we used to affiliate with a group at the national level called Future Educators of America. And Future Educators of America is... Um, just like I have a parent organization, they have a parent organization called um, PDK International. Okay. And so they started a, a group for across the nation for, for kids that are interested in becoming educators and giving them the opportunity to explore it. Um, and then back in, I would say um, – 2012, I think it is, um, they rebranded um, and and went from FEA or Future Educators of America to Educators Rising. Um, and so um, a lot of people see Texas Association of Future Educators and Educators Rising. They're like, how the heck are those connected? <laughs> we were a longstanding foundation, um, an organization prior to that. And so we are our name is is in our constitution, so our name won't change. And so we affiliate nationally with Educators Rising. So all our students and all our teacher leaders are members of Educators Rising. And so that's our national affiliation. So when we attend conferences at the national level, it's with Educators Rising. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I want to talk now about the special relationship between Taffy and Brazos Valley Teach. Uh, for our audience, uh, folks who are listening out there, we made a, a commitment to partner yes. uh, just this summer in 2022. And so uh, at Brazos Valley Teach, we are an apprenticeship program. We come in through those same courses that Taffy does, you know, those um, those education and training courses at the high school. A lot of folks may not see that sort of natural connection between Brazos Valley Teach and Taffy. Uh, where do you see that, that connection? Um, I see that connection in... Um, Anybody who's beginning an education and training program mm -hmm. at their campus level, um, there's need for 
assistance. It's it's kind of can be a little bit overwhelming when right. you're taking on essentially creating a future educators academy um, is kind of how I, I view it. Mm -hmm. And how do I begin and where do I start and where do I get resources? And I see that connection in um, Taffy allowing that connection of well, here's resources through competitions. Here's how to allow your students to have projects to, um, you know, base their skills off of, as well as you're providing, um, Brazos Valley Teach provides those students I mean, and teachers guidance. Here's what the course looks like. Here's what you end. Here's, you can get this educational aid certification and letting them know of resources. But not only that, but as a, a connection to other resources that they may not be aware of, not only in their area, but it, outside of their area, outside right. of something they might, you know, outside of their scope. Um, but I also see that as a connection of hopefully eventually, you know, in time, we'll be able to partner to, you know, further and be able to put on, well, here's, here's what's, what are you struggling with? What in, in this particular class? Okay, well, let's put something together to help you um, so that you don't have that problem in the future and not just deter people from feeling overwhelmed, mm -hmm. but making them feel, oh, this is manageable. Mm -hmm. Oh, this is easier. Um, and I think also that part of that is as we do see the teacher shortage and we do know counselors are removed and going back into the classroom to teach because they have those vacancies some of those things that you take on right. are what counselors used to do right and so sometimes teachers get lost and they feel flustered because they don't know you know rulings change in tea or how does this work and so we work together to provide that information to for those teachers so they don't feel lost that's exactly right you know the work that we do at brazos valley teach is to provide the guidance resources and support for high school students as well as for the counselors and the teacher leaders. Yes. And you guys have been doing that for a very long time. So yes. we are absolutely in, in good company. Yes. Um, as we sort of close out our conversation today, I, I'd like for you to think about Taffy 10 years from now. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> Where are you and what are you doing as an organization? It, it's a little overwhelming um, to kind of think of where Taffy will be in 10 years or in five years, um, I'm hoping that there's more knowledge um, of what we provide for our teachers and for our students and opportunities that they can essentially extend their classroom out into their community um, and that more people are just aware of what we offer. I think right now Taffy is one of the smaller CTSOs that's out there, but one that is specific for education. Mm. Um, and so I think that, it, you know, in, in 10 years we're going to be busting at the seams is what I hope. And, you know, we have just so many kids that are, are competing and so many kids that are, uh, you know, making it out to the national level. And then, you know, seeing our students as a high school kid in Taffy, you know, maybe teaching at a high school in an education and training program and with their own Taffy chapter <laughs> would just be amazing. So, you know, um, just helping expose more kids to what it's like to be a teacher um, and providing those skills along the way in 10 years. So mm, thank you. Thank you for that. I think you and I stand united in thinking that teaching is the best profession on the planet. Yes, I agree. Thank you for your time today, Monica Oliver. Thank you. State Program Director of Taffy. So to all those young people out there who want to be future educators, we want you to go be amazing. Go think about being a teacher. Go be a mentor. Go teach.